we get going, why don't we say a quick prayer? So, um, Dear God, we just want to thank you just for um, this service so far, that even though a lot of our congregation is not here right now, we know that they are, uh, most of them are at the marriage retreat, and I hope that they're having a great time, that they've been having a great time this weekend. God, please uh, speak through myself and Ignatius right now, and help us just to deliver a, an impactful message today, and um, yeah, we love you, God, and it's your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. So today, Ignatius and I are going to be talking about the heroes of the New Testament then and now. But the title of our message is called The Spiritual Avengers. And I encourage you guys to please follow along and take notes because I think that this will be, this will be a good message. But, okay, so we... Um, we're very happy to, to share our thoughts with you today because... Um, like I said before, Egan, I think that this would be a, a really impactful message, hopefully. Um, and so when it comes to the definition of what is an Avenger, an Avenger is someone that um, they right or wrong when it's been caused. And, you know, what, what's like, when you guys think of the Avengers, what's like their tagline? What's like the, the, the thing that goes with their team? They're called Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Um, and that's because they defended the earth from the evils of the universe. And you'll see that there are people even more powerful than them who we're going to talk about today. Um, the New Testament heroes fought spiritually for God's plan to advance the gospel. Um, so yeah, we definitely hope that you guys will see what, what makes these men and women so radical. And how we too can be heroes in this world. So, the, why don't we turn to... 1 Peter chapter 1. Real quick, what, what, are you, what are you guys' favorite Marvel movies? I know I've asked you guys a few of this. Mine's Spider-Man. What do you guys got? Black Panther. Black Panther? Ragnarok. Ragnarok. <laughs> I know Kendra likes Guards of the Galaxy. Mm, two. two. Oh, two. <laughs> Captain Marvel? Yeah, that's, in, that's definitely interesting. I've never heard anyone say that either. Let's go, Juan. All right, so in 1 Peter chapter 1, and in verse, maybe you're reading verses 10 through 12, it says, Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched, in, searched inquired carefully. Search and inquire carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you, in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. And so, these are some of the Old Testament heroes that... Um, Learned about so far that have been talked about Abraham, David, you know, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. I think that's how you spell Abednego. I'm not sure. Uh, Sarah, Ruth, Hannah, Samuel, Isaiah, Daniel, many more. Um, all these people 
played a really great role in God's plan, and they strived to see, um, they strived to strive to see that they wanted to see God's grace and master plan unfold. They trusted and eagerly waited, even though they didn't know the time or the place, and even the angels longed for that day. When it comes to oh, sorry, that day when that day came when Jesus, the ultimate avenger, rewrote the rules and won our salvation, and that's what we get to experience now today. And so, with this being like the Old Testament heroes, and we're going to the New Testament, we thought it'd be a cool, like, cool, like little transition to kind of present the OG Avengers. <laughs> these are like kind of like what the Old Testament people were. You got, you know, these. This was like the first crew that came into play, like that was formed, and that's kind of like what it was in the Old Testament as well. Like they, like they were, like we are know, we know their stories. We know, we know all of these stories. I hope. If you haven't seen my movies, please go watch them. But, you know, we know Captain America's story. We know Iron Man's, Hulk's, all these guys. And, um, and yeah, so I'm learning about that. Now we're kind of transitioning into, like, the after effects. So, like, for instance, when it comes to these guys, they're standing in the battle in New York City. We all know how that battle went down. Aliens almost invaded our Earth. They almost killed us. It was crazy. But these guys saved the day. They saved us. They saved us from the evils of the universe. And so much, much like it is now, today, there's evils that we face today that's caused by Satan. And so we can combat that. And we all have stories from our past that we know about. And so even in like the future battle scenes in the, in the future Avengers movies, they're able to kind of like, you know, work more as a team, learn from what they've, what they've done together, add new people, stuff like that. And we'll continue to talk about that as we continue. But um, we get to experience the salvation that comes from Jesus, and it's because of the work of our brothers and sisters in the past that it's possible. We benefit now from these New Testament heroes who understood the salvation is worth sacrificing to spread the good news. And because of them, we get to live our best life. So now we fast forward to today. Um, and it's kind of, you know, what do we think of when we hear the word kingdom? And what do we think of when we hear the word good life? And so I think kind of like even taking kingdom aspect out of it for a second, like when we hear the good life, you think of money. You think of cars, you think of a family, you think of being able to go all these different places. Um, and so, where'd it go? Oh, there we go. Our bold claim is that Christ reigning the number one in your life is what gives you the good life. Not all these other things that I just mentioned. It's Christ being number one. And so, how do we keep our focus on him? I will tell you, church. <laughs> Um, you know, before I do that, though, it's like I said, we're, you may not realize it, but we're, we're in a war every single day. We're in a war with different things competing for our attention, different, different kingdoms of our life that are competing. There's um, so many different things that will try to make us happy, but really only one thing that truly will. And daily, we have to combat and fight those false feelings or, or, or teachings that we make up in our head by realizing that we serve the greatest king and the greatest God. And so, wait, isn't that slide? Oh, is that the next slide? This one? Okay, oh, we'll, just, we'll go with it, we'll go with it. Um, so now if you guys can please turn with me to Acts 2. If you could just give me an amen when you guys are there. 
Sorry guys, my iPad's being slow. Okay, anyway, I, uh, basically this scripture is how we're able to focus on the kingdom. The disciples' actions and their dreams were in accordance and lined up with God's. Um, it said, you know, the after, the after effects of this is that the Lord added to their number daily. And when we devote ourselves to God, we will make an impact. And so I kind of have like a little bit of a story to share from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we'll show this scene a little later, but I kind of want to talk about it um, a little bit right now. There's my, my favorite superhero is Spider-Man, which is ironic because I'm deathly afraid of spiders. I hate spiders so much. Um, but Spider-Man is like top tier for me. And it was actually, it wasn't even in a Spider-Man movie. It was in a Captain America movie in Civil War where we get to meet him for the first time. Iron Man, which is Tony Stark, goes into like his home and like meets him and talks to him. And he's trying to get a grasp, like Iron Man's trying to get a grasp of who Spider-Man is. Like what, like trying to figure out like if it's actually him, like, um, telling him like that he he can help in great ways like trying to get him to recruit him for like the big battle happening in that movie and meanwhile peter parker who is spider-man is like oh no i'm just i'm just peter parker i'm just you know a little neighborhood kid that just does stuff to help and tony stark he convinces him otherwise and he's like you are a hero like you are you are so much more than that and um i think you know that's huge and that kind of like translates into like how god can see us you know we can think of ourselves as just like really small or tiny or or even weak but god doesn't see us that way god sees us like tony stark sees spider-man with a lot of potential and a lot of things in him that can really truly help not just the people in his neighborhood but all over the world and so we have to dream about living like that now we have to really think about that and really put that into our minds because this is the good life that is described in the Bible. You know, these disciples were able to break away from Satan's lies and choose to live for God. You know, do we take for granted that we are saved and that we live in the kingdom of God now? And, um, you know, there's some other, you know, really great uh, Avengers in the New Testament. Um, You guys can go ahead and just like write these down if you want. But there's Ananias in Acts chapter 9. There's uh, Barnabas in Acts chapter 4, Priscilla and Aquila in Acts Acts 18, and Philip in Acts 21. Um, And yeah, so when we devote ourselves to God, you guys, we can make an impact. We truly can. And for, for me... That's definitely something I've had to like really realize for myself in the past is like, you know, I've, I've had a lot of doubt of like, can I really do something? But it's very true. Like there's just been times in my life where I decide to put God first and I realize the impact I'm able to make. I can bring people to God. I can relate better to people that need help. I can just form better relationships in that way. And it's huge to do that in those moments because the effects it'll have are even more grand. And so there's ways like so for instance if, if you're an avenger you know with spider-man he's not just gonna be like oh i'm spider-man i'm good like he practices 
He makes sure he can do the things that he do. He exercises. He works out. And so in the same way, we have to work out. We have to stay fit. We have to, you know, be like a, be mighty like a superhero in that way. And these are the ways that we can do that. There is staying in God's word daily, digging deep into those scriptures, really trying to see what we can get out of everything that we read. There is being constant and consistent in, in our prayer with God. Prayer walks, prayer times, whatever that is with people. Um, know the blessings you have in your life. You know, don't take things for granted. Serve others and be selfless. You know, God loves a cheerful giver. Um, open your house to others. Practice hospitality. This one, I love doing that. I love having people at my house. Like, that's my favorite thing. I love having people come over and, like, be in my living room and, like, hang out and, like, talking to people. Love doing that. Um, share what Jesus has done in your life and have kingdom vision. I forgot to put vision in there. You know, our desires become his. And so the last thing that I want to share before I bring Ignatius up is um, turn, turn to James chapter 2. You know, the other night I was uh, I was with Iggy and uh, Nick and Sarah as well, and I thought of something that was in one of the Marvel movies that like really stuck out to me when I first watched it. But then, as we were kind of going through this in our notes together, I was like, "This sticks out to me too." And this is this actually takes place in the like the Spider-Man like first standalone movie for the newer ones anyway. But the scripture, before I get into that, is uh, James chapter 2, verse 17. And it says, Faith by itself, it, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So, in the movie Spider-Man Homecoming, which is a great movie, go see it, uh, Peter Parker at one point lost sight of his own potential as a, as a superhero. And he says to Tony Stark, they're in like this big argument because... Spider-Man, like, even though he was able to save a bunch of people, he caused a lot more destruction than he meant to. And Tony is super angry with him. He's like, it's like not okay. Um, and so they're arguing, and he says to Tony, I'm nothing without my suit. Because his, his Spider-Man's suit is, is made by, like, Stark Industries. Tony designed it himself. It has the ability to do so many really cool things. But Spider-Man says that he's nothing without his suit. To which Stark replies, if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve the suit. I remember watching that when I saw it in theaters. I was like, dang, yeah, tell him. Tell him, Iron Man. Like, tell, like he doesn't deserve that suit. Um, but, you know, eventually Peter realizes that um, Tony was right. And his potential, lied, uh, his potential was lied in his abilities, not the gadgets or suits that were provided to him. Peter Parker had to understand that it was his decisions to jump into action and save that made him the hero. In the same way, we ourselves must make the decision to jump into action for God and to fight these battles and to act on our faith and not allow other things or circumstances to dictate that for us. And so with that, that's all I have to share. I'm not going to bring Iggy up and he's going to close it out. Give it up for Cody. <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you.
It's awesome to be doing this along with you, man. Um, so the part that I have to share might, uh, might bring some revelations to you. And you'll see it on the next slide. Check this out, guys. These are spiritual Avengers also. And if you notice, you might be in this picture. This is our picture from uh, Kettle Cove, uh, I think last year. And there might be some revelations today that you're, you're realizing, like, you're a spiritual Avenger. You know, what, what are you thinking of when you hear that? Do you, do you think, like, what? Really? Me? Uh, but, guys, I have news for you. We're, we're still in the New Testament. Like, I just want you guys to kind of ponder that. Like all the, great, uh, all the great serving roles that Priscilla and Aquila had, that Barnabas had, Paul, Peter, uh, they definitely used the great blessing that Jesus gave them, but that, that work hasn't stopped. There's still many more people to save. And the, the word has to go further and further. The good news has to go further. So I just I want you guys to kind of take this in. And then ponder it eternally, like, what does it make you feel? You know, because I can be honest with you, I, you know, hearing that I, I'm a hero sometimes, sometimes I don't feel like a hero. Sometimes I doubt myself. I, you know, I, I choose to have anxiety. I choose to have fear or anger when I could have joy because Jesus took over like the, the sin. What Nick talked about, like that weight that was on our shoulder. If you believe him and you follow him, you get baptized. He takes it from you. He, you, you get to, your, your burden is now light. So why do I feel anxiety at times? Um, guys, we've got to remember, we're still in the New Testament. And there's still work to be done. And, but we, at the same time, we get to have all that great love that, that Jesus brought us. And we get to have it with each other. So uh, you could be heroes too today. Uh, and... Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. But, and you, so you still might be thinking, okay, Iggy, uh, I don't think I'm a hero. <laughs> but I have a, uh, oh, I should have showed this slide. But I have a, a video for you. Because as, uh, as Cody mentioned, Peter Parker had a similar reaction. So we'll just watch this for a few minutes. Oh, and I should set this up. This is, uh, oh, right. Sorry. The, the, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, so Tony Stark finds Peter. Uh, Peter's been acting as the Spider-Man, and, and now Tony Stark discovers him. But Peter wants to keep it a secret, and now I'll let uh, the video say to us. As Walnut Day Loves Go, that was a bad That's all on YouTube, though, right? I mean, that's where you found it. 
Because you know that's not fake. It's all done on the computer. Mm -hmm. I, it's like that video. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean like this new upload over here? It's a good scene, and you definitely should watch this movie. I think it was Civil War. Mm -hmm. Civil War, yeah. Uh, but the same reaction that Peter had here, uh, we can even make excuses. He's like, oh, that's not me. That's not me. We could look at, because we look at the people back then. The only thing they had back then was faith that God would take care of it. Like, that's why Barnabas was so, you know, generous, gave so much money to the, to the church. He, he knew God would bless it, you know, and he, he, they had that faith. Uh, and we can have that same faith. So when we see heroes that act in acts, we can also act in great ways. So we shouldn't make excuses. You know, we, we shouldn't doubt and downplay our Christianity. Uh, so with that, we'll take a turn and we'll look at a different Peter, the Apostle Peter, Peter uh, in Acts chapter 4. So... So we turn there. And I'll, I'll, I'll read a bit of this, because uh, this shows Peter. Peter is fired up right now. And you'll notice that not just Peter, but other disciples in this chapter are, are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and do many things with that, with that power. 
So what happened in this earlier chapter, uh, Peter and, and John have been uh, put in prison. They were, they just, this man got healed, this older man got healed, and the, the, the chief priests, they just, they know that they're talking about Jesus, so they put him in jail because of that. So I'll start in verse 5. Uh, so the next day, the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexandria, and the other high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lamed and are being asked how, we, how he was healed, then know this, you and all people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is a stone you build as rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name in heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And I'll skip uh, further down to verse 23, because they kind of warned Peter and John to not say anything, but they were just taken aback because of what Peter just said. So I'll start, I'll pick up in verse 23. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs of wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So, in case you're wondering, okay, so what, what does it mean to be a hero in the faith? Uh, what do I need? What's, what's the, yeah, the building blocks? Well... In this slide, I have, we have a few uh, ideas just to think. First and biggest one is to seek to do God's will, not yours. Uh, the, the, the disciples in Acts back then were not focused on being comfortable and seeking their own pleasures. They were put in prison and beaten and flogged and just really, really abused at times. But it was for God's will, God's purpose, so that uh, greater good can be done. So it's to focus on God's will for your life and to be on his plan. Another one is to never give up. Uh, that in verses uh, 18 through 20 in chapter 4, uh, they, they, they asked uh, Peter and, and John like, not to, they asked them not to speak in the name of Jesus anymore. And they're like, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep preaching. 
We're going to do that. And as they actively evolved, involved as they have, they didn't stop, they continue. And then their prayer, down in verse uh, 29, their prayer was to uh, enable your servants to speak the word in great boldness. When you do that in this world, people notice, and they notice there's something different about you. That difference, that's what it means to be a hero. And we're not trying to be a hero for our own benefit or to, to look good. And as you notice, Peter, again, he was just trying to help people. And he didn't want to be known. He didn't want his identity to be revealed. But we, we aren't doing this for our own gain. We're not trying to get a lot of um, likes on Facebook or anything like that. It's just to really focus on people's health and their spiritual well-being. Also, this this point, using your superpower. Um, and as, as Cody mentioned, there's, there's many types. One is hospitality. One is opening your home up. Uh, this world can be very dark and a lot of people stay in their own uh, rooms. They stay, you know, isolated. They, they, they focus on their own, once again, their own pleasures. But opening your home to people, inviting people over with no, you know, ulterior motive, but just to, to serve and love them. That show, that is a superpower. And it could be other ones like encouragement, you know, smiling all the time or, or uh, singing, singing, anything like that. Just any talent you have, think of it that way, like your spiritual talent. And uh, the one more thing here. Uh, <laughs> we need vision. <laughs> so there's a, a picture of vision up here from also from Civil War, right? Uh, this, oh, Age of Ultron, sorry, yeah, you're right, you're right, <laughs> don't hurt me, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's the same thing in chapter 4 here, in verse 30, they said, no, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They didn't pray that prayer so that that would be done once, they were saying for the future, you know, for as they reach and find more people who are hurt and need healing. They, they had the vision that they want uh, the, the will of God to be spread throughout. And that's what we need, too, in our, in our daily life. What vision do you have? You, like, what's going to keep you getting up in the morning to, to, to serve God? You need a vision for that. So, so keep that in mind, too. And so this scripture, I, uh, I'm going to read this scripture first. This is the end of chapter 4, starting in verse 32, and then I'll explain this slide. So, where is it? So, starting in verse 32. All the believers were of one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerful at work in them and in, in them all that there were no needy person among them. For, for time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. So, so guys, this kind of shows you an example of division. This is the result of being heroes together. Because one thing I left out is that 
It takes all of us. You can't be a hero alone. The coolest thing about the Avengers over there is that there are so many different types of superheroes working together. You get to see it on screen. You get to see it in action. And they work together to defeat the big evil uh, Thanos right there. Um, and I just, I love this verse so much because it shows us like this is how we could be as a church. This is how we could be heroes to people on the outside looking in and seeing you guys are different from other groups. Or you're just, you guys are just different in general. Uh, and to explain this video right here, I, I have a story. Um, so you guys know yesterday was windy, right? It's pretty windy if you walked around outside. So it was pretty windy. And so multiply that times 10 or 15 going out in the open area like Bat Cove here. So because yesterday I tried to go for a run. I like, you know, running and I try to run when I'm free on Saturdays. And so I, this is me uh, coming up to the beginning part. This is the parking lot across from Hannaford. And just hear the wind right here. And maybe that just might be my phone. I might need to upgrade. But, uh, <laughs> but it was so windy, guys. And I was in my, actually, I was in, I had a running suit on, too. So it kind of felt like a superhero for a second. But out there, that wind was cold. And it, it really, really discouraged me. I was like, I don't want to run in this. I, I walked around, but the wind was so strong. It was pushing me back. So I'm like, what is going on today? I'm just going to go home. Like, I was discouraged. I didn't see anyone out there, too. That's the one key. When I first got out there, I didn't see anyone. So I'm like, I think a lot of people have that idea of staying in today. But I was in my car, and I was literally about to go back to my apartment. But then I saw this group of runners in the distance running. Um, and and this cruise, I saw another person with a dog, too. So I was like what? There are people out here running. And it kind of encouraged me. And I was thinking, you know, if they can do it, I can do it too. So I got them, I mustered up the courage to run in the weather. And the wind was blowing like south. So it's just hitting me running. I'm running against it. And I had my mouth open at times. So sandwiches dust up and get in my mouth. So I was eating a lot of sand yesterday. But it just, it was, it was a cool experience. Eventually, you go around and the wind is behind you, so it's like giving you a boost. And the, the reason I'm sharing this story is just because if, if I didn't see anyone out there, if I just really felt alone, I would have just gone back home. And it, it, I think it does apply in this case as well. Like going to this picture here at the Avengers, uh, they, at the beginning of Endgame here, they, they were definitely, a lot of defeats happened in their, their lives. But they encourage each other to fight again and to come up with a plan to really uh, get them this time. And that's what we need. We need each other. You know, when we're reaching out on, on campus, like this kind of situation reminded me of those days of reaching out or just reaching out in the city in general. It's really hard to do that alone. You know, it's, it's great when you're paired up. And I, I love Kendra's uh, story and her conviction and her boldness to want to, wanna reach, to the, reach out to the president of USM. Uh, and it was cool that uh, she was reaching out with, with, with Glenn there and, and with a, being paired up like that, who knows, you can, reach, you can even reach a president, you know, it's just incredible. So it's just like be reminded of that when you're with this news today that you're a hero, know that 
you're not a hero alone. You're together just like this group of Earth's Mightiest Heroes here. Uh, and one big reason, too, is we, we, the motivation to do this is, can be found in Acts or uh, Romans chapter 10. Um, you, you guys can turn there or just write it down. But uh, I was really convicted by verse 14 here because this is a big reason why to do this. Um, so I'll read it here. It says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Like, like that's the reason. That's what, what Peter uh, Parker said in our, that video there is, if, if he doesn't do anything and bad things happen, he, he feels like he's the one to blame. But... In, in our lives, like, this is, this is a big motivation. Like, we want, we want the world to be reached out to. We want Maine to be reached out to. But we, we need to put in the work and we need to put in effort to make that happen. But we, but we can do that together. So don't forget that part. We can do this all together. So in conclusion, uh, I'll have one last verse for us. And then we'll be done. And this is in Mark chapter 4. And this one you can just write down verses, uh, I'll get it here, verses 3 through 8. It's a parable Jesus said about um, the seed scattered on different soil. Um, and I wanted to focus on, there's many different soils there, but the focus for us is on uh, verse 8. Um, and this is, saying, this is Jesus saying, Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. And then I'll get to verse 20. He's explaining the parable now. He says, Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, some 100 times what is sown. I, I like the quote um, for this week coming up. The, the, it's going to be on heroes in the New Testament. The quote from the book that I actually did like is uh, this one right here. If you reject the good life of the world and live the God life in his kingdom, it's not a question of if you will be fruitful or help convert someone by God's power. The question is 30, 60, or 100 how much impact will you have? So guys, as we reject the world, we're living on the good soil. We're definitely going to have a, we're going to produce a crop. Don't think that, oh, I'll try to be a hero, but uh, I don't even think God is going to use me. God is definitely going to use you in some way. So it's not a question of when you're making impact. It's a question, or not a question of if you're making impact, but when. So... So, yeah, that's like another question. Like if, um, what would I say here? So for anyone who, who's hearing this for the very first time and doesn't know a lot about the Bible, I think most of us do, just you could always ask each other for more information on the Bible too. Like, I need to learn more about this. 
But a church, if you uh, now you're here and you hear that you're a New Testament hero, and if you ever want to look at a hero, look in a mirror. We're able to receive the same gift from God that the New Testament heroes in the past received. And with that good gift, we can spread this good news even further, you know, further and further. It's like they passed the baton. It's like a relay race. Their generation did what they could. Now it's our generation. So uh, we can go, the good news can go further than, uh, than we all can imagine. So I have three questions for you as we end. Uh, what kingdom are you in? God's kingdom or someone else's? What is your superpower? You know, is it encouragement, hospitality? What is it? Really find that out. And once you have it, will you be a New Testament hero? And that's all we have. That's all we have. Thank <laughs> you.